Regarding holidays, Yom Tevim, special days to Jewish people, like Pesach Shuas and Sukkot and Hanukkah and Purim, all the days the Torah says that are different, that are unique from all the days of the year, every Yontiv has a cause for why the Yontiv was established. As it says in the written Torah, the oral Torah, how much more so in regards to the day of Shabbos. Shabbos, it says, is a day of pleasure. It's different from all the days of the year in regards to its Kedusha. It's called Kedush. And even Yom Tevim, which are called Mikroi Kedush, they're just called Kedush. They're not, it's like someone who's given the nickname of, like, someone gets a great basket, so they say he's like Kobe Bryant. It's not, it's not Kobe Bryant. It's called like Kobe Bryant. So it's, 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 Yom Tev, it's called Mikro Kedush. It's like the holiness of Shabbos. But even in regards to Yantiv, there is a reason why Yantiv is established. We see there's a difference between Shabbos and Yantiv. And Shabbos, you're forbidden from doing all work. And Yantiv, you're forbidden only from doing some things. Um, and some, some things are permitted. Regarding Purim, although the Gemara says that Mordechai wanted to make Purim a day where, which, that should be just like Shabbos, you should be forbidden to do work, but the Chachamim didn't accept this. Which it would seem based upon this that, Yom, that Shabbos is not that Yom Purim is not like all the other Yom Tevim, and it's not like Shabbos, but we do find something in Purim which surpasses all the Yom Tevim and even surpasses Shabbos. Regards to Yom Tev, Yom Tev is called the day of joy. The Simcha has limitation. The Zalacha, the Bezin would send out shluchim to people during their Simcha of Yom Tev to make sure that they didn't get carried away and do things which weren't. Um, which weren't correct, which didn't fit what was logical. But in regards to Simcha of Purim, not only are we not concerned that a person should leave the parameters of logic, on the contrary, the Simcha of Purim is supposed to be in a way of Adaloyada beyond limitations and measurements of Seichel. From this, we see that Purim is something which is higher and stronger than all the Yom Tevim, including the first Yom Tev, which is Pesach. That means although Purim, we haven't completely left the Golos of Achashvedish, we're still considered servants of HaKashverosh, the Gemara says. Nevertheless, in Golos itself, this was a unique miracle. And because of this miracle, there was a greater simcha than the simcha connected with leaving Mitzrayim. When you want to try to find what was unique about the miracle of Purim, it seems obvious. Instead of Haman wanting to... Instead of Haman achieving his goal to destroy all the Jewish people, it was the opposite. The Jewish people were uh, the ones who dominated their enemies. But the Gemara says that's just the result of the miracle. What is the power of the miracle itself? So Rabbi Shimba Yechai says, the power, the unique quality of the miracle is, what's, different, what's unique about this miracle of Purim more than any other miracle, is the fact that on that night the king's sleep was disturbed. Now, this event, the king's sleep was disturbed, that Chazesh couldn't sleep, and therefore he commanded to bring his book of memoirs, and he found what Mordechai did, Then Mordechai did him a favor, and he didn't pay him back. That's the power of the miracle, and, that's, that's, and the result of that was everything else. Now that's only one opinion, because it's an argument in the Gemara, what the power of the miracle was. Um, there are three opinions. Okay, thank you. What are the four opinions, observe? Okay, the power of Achashverosh... <laughs> it, 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 it's it's it's. Ish Yehudi. 
And uh, really, the, the Gemara is, because it says that Esther and Mordechai wrote a call toikif. question is, what's called toikif regarding if you didn't hear part of the Gil, did you feel your obligation or not? But the halacha is, the obligation is to hear the entire uh, Megillah, because Kol Teikif, and Megillah says what's Kol Teikif, all the power, it's referring to the power of Achashverosh. But everybody agrees, though, so everyone agrees that you have to read the power of Achashverosh for whatever reason. But everyone agrees that the power of the miracle is from the time the king's sleep was, was disturbed. There's even halacha, though, from the words uh, when the king's sleep is disturbed, the Balkhir has to raise his voice louder than all the Psukim of the Megillah, because that shows that this part of the story has gotten higher. This is the main part of the miracle, as the Maril says. Okay. Khir doesn't make any sense. It may be true that Hashem arranged things in a way that through Akashvirish's sleep being disturbed, he commanded to bring his memoirs, etc. But seemingly, even if we wouldn't have had this whole story of the king sleeping disturbed, and he wouldn't have called, asked for his memoirs. Esther, through Mordechai, would have found other ways to influence Achashverosh to, null, to, null, to nullify the decree. All the things that Mordechai told Esther, she has to do something about it, and she, has to, and she has to put her life in danger, she has to do whatever she can to nullify the decree. Mordechai would have said, even if the king's sleep wouldn't have been disturbed. And also, Esther was going to do whatever Mordechai said, whether or not the king's sleep was disturbed or not. So the Chayra, not only is the king sleeping disturbed, not the main miracle, the power of the miracle, but it's, it's something which is seemingly secondary. It seems to be coincidental. It's something which just happened to happen that way. It's, it's, it's anecdotal. Just like the miracle could have happened in many ways. The miracle could have happened in many ways. It didn't have to, that's not the power of the miracle. This is just, this is just a Chad Gadya. Amen. There's like so many Trump things not being able to sleep because he has to free Rabashi. This is just a cause of a cause of a cause. There's, there's this chain of events that's like so it's ridiculous. A, you're right. I'm, I'm, I can't sleep. Read me from the book. Like, let, let, listen to one more point about this. I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, that everything could, it could happen so many different ways. But listen to one more point. You'll get it better. Everything the Torah tells, everything the Torah commands you to remember, it's not just to remember something that happened in the past. When the Torah tells us to remember something uh, good, it's not just that we should feel good in our heart. Rather, the Rizal says, These days remembered and they happen again. That by remembering them, remembering the, remembering the events that happened, it's in order that it should happen again. That should actually practically come out. The same thing that happened then should have come out now. For example, in regards to Purim, remembering the miracle is supposed to cause us to have Mashallah Manas, Mashallah to our trust in Hashem, etc., etc. And that's why we have to read the, everything in the Megillah. Because Allah is, you have to read the entire Megillah from beginning to end. And how much more so that it's important to read the Pasuk, the king is sleeping disturbed. Because according to all opinions, that, that you have to read that. Um, we need to understand. If we have to read the part of the Torah which says to read about the, the, the fasting of the Jewish people, the cries of the Jewish people, that permeates a Jew with a feeling, with a sense that when, you, that when you ask God for a request, God fulfills a request. And of course, it makes you think that just because the world says no, it doesn't mean that it can't happen that way. Because the world says there's a decree against the Jewish people, but you dive into the Ebishter, and God saves you from all the decrees. And not only does God save you, but when things are transformed to good, the opposite of, of what nature dictates. But what is added to a Jew by knowing, by reliving the fact that the king's sleep is disturbed? What are we supposed to live with? How is that 
something that was supposed to give us something. The answer is like this. Although the simple meaning of the Pasuk is a king sleep is disturbed, and that's referring to Achashverosh, but the Yalkut says it's something else. The king is referring to the king of the world. Regarding Gullus, it says Hashem is like asleep. He is not, so to speak, awake to the situation of the Jewish people. And that's what we ask in our prayers. Wake up, why do you sleep, O God? That Hashem should, so to speak, awake and pay attention with his heart to what's happened to the Jewish people. And if he would, then obviously he would take us out of all the difficulties. And on that night, the king's sleep was disturbed. The Abishal was not in a state of sleep. So he, which in a state of sleep, he wouldn't pay attention to what's happening. Rather, his sleep was disturbed. And because God didn't sleep, therefore that caused the king's sleep to be disturbed. And as a result of that, everything else happened. And therefore, this idea, the king's sleep being disturbed, is considered the main miracle. Because of the inner meaning of this. That uh, the, why was King Sleep disturbed? Because the our request, Hashem, why do you sleep? King Sleep, uh, the King of the World, sleep is disturbed. That's the main miracle. That's what causes everything. That's an apachol. Now, what's the obvious question? The obvious question is that's a miracle. Opposite makes sense. What do you? What, what do we? What should we expect? What's normal? The normal thing is, as we say in davening every day, not today. Today we don't say tachem. The normal thing to expect is, and whenever they have pain, he has pain. So when the Jewish sheep are in a state, when they're missing something beruchnius, they're missing something begashmius, because since every Jew is considered God's only child, it's obvious when a child is not in a good state, the father can't sleep. He does. He works as hard as he can, does everything he can, so his son shouldn't be missing anything. So if so, this should. Why should Hashem be sleeping? But here we're saying the opposite. The fact that King Sleep is disturbed, that's the miracle. Why is that a miracle? That should, we should expect Abishur to be attuned to our, our needs. We understand this according to what the Gemara says. The Gemara says, according to the way a person moideid, um, the way a person measures, that's how Hashem measures for him. That means the way a Jew acts, that's the way Hashem acts with that Jew. In other words, let's preface this for a second, whatever it says. Jewish people are God's children. So it's like a, a father and son in this world. Another guy's kid doesn't bother you, doesn't affect your, to your life, doesn't affect your, your, your very life. But if he acts good, great. Doesn't act good, doesn't act good, so what? Sometimes he helps, sometimes he doesn't. But it doesn't hurt you, doesn't affect your sleep, you cannot sleep. You're unique. God should bless you with a child and should have... Uh, when you have your own child... When you have your own child, observe, it's not just one night a week for one night. When your own child, when you, if you see your child not acting the way you're supposed to, that pulls the father out of bed and he cannot fall asleep. How much more so is this in true regards to the Jewish people called children of Hashem? That we see by a person in this world that the more parents invest in their child, the more they expect from him. And the, when something's missing in that child's behavior, the pain is greater and deeper. So the father cannot sleep. He has to do something in order that the son should act the way he's supposed to. And this is what Hashem set up in the Torah. There's in the Pasuk. Hashem says, I only knew you, which means I only loved you from all nations of the world, and therefore I will remember for you your sins. Regarding all families of the world, God gave him the seven laws of Noah with all the punishments, etc. But it doesn't affect him, it doesn't affect his life, so to speak. It doesn't affect his life that he has to remember their sins. But God's conduct with the Jewish people, He is invested with such uh, attention that every single Jew should act a way that's appropriate for a child of the King of all kings. It's only God's Jewish people. 
God says, I only knew you from all, nation, from, from all nations in the world. And therefore, God says to a Jew that everything depends upon a Jew. As Alter Rebbe says, name the Magid, know that which is above you. A Jew has to know that whatever happens in heaven, it's from you. It depends on how you behave. When you want to receive the brachas of Hashem, you have to strengthen that pipeline, that vessel should be opened, and to remember and to be attached with the source of blessing. And then the blessings come down to you from the source of all blessings. And if from the positive, you understand the negative. And it is not because God wants to punish you, but because God wants goodness for a Jew. And therefore, Hashem showed a Jew and commanded a Jew through the Torah, which the Torah is called light, the Torah which illuminates the life of the Jewish people, that he should know what he should do, what he shouldn't, what's forbidden to do, and all the details. Because so, only then, that then he'll have whatever he needs in, an, in a comfortable way. And not as a gift. It shouldn't be, as, Zoh- as Zohar says, shameful bread. Rather, it should be something that we achieve through our efforts, as it says in the end of Mishnah Sikhsidim, that Hashem, wa- the Baal Harat, Hashem desired that he should, he should feed us from the work of our hands. Therefore, the Abishur, Abishur cares about us, in other words, that, and therefore he tells us uh, why, that, that's, why the, that's why this Mishnah makes sense. The, Hashem says, the way you behave, that's how it's, what, what, what happens to you. It's because of God's kindness. He wants that a person should, only when a person, um, because of God's kindness, when a person makes an effort according to his strength, so then, so to speak, God makes an effort according to God's strength, and of course, a bracha comes down in way more beyond the person's effort. It's like when you give tzedakah. There's a difference between a person giving miser who has a average uh, wealth to someone giving miser who has a lot of wealth. It's much more. So too, when a Jew makes an effort to give tzedakah and he gives miser from what he has, so God gives him miser from what God has. which is So God, so to speak, treating the Jew according to the way the Jew behaves. So it's because of God's kindness that God wants to give us according to what we're doing so we should specifically feel that we're making an effort and Hashem is responding to us and we're earning what we're getting. It's because of God's kindness. According to this, we can understand what was happening to the sheep in the time of Achashvedosh. Remember this story. Haman said there's one nation that is scattered among all nations of the world. And Esther and Mordechai didn't say, although they wanted to nullify Haman's decree, did not say that they, Haman was lying. Well, since the, na- the, the cause of the decree is because there's one nation that's scattered and separate and fragmented among the, all nations of the world, Mordechai and Esther should have gone to It's not true. They didn't say that. So it must be that it was true. And Mepharshim say the word that Haman used, Yeshnoi, which means there exists, could also be read... It's not a usual expression. The usual expression would be yeshamach. Why is it yeshnoi? So the, 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 the Mepharshim explained yashnu. The Jewish people were in a state of sleep. They were sleeping, they were sleeping from mitzvahs. What this means is like this. A Jew is supposed to be in a, in, a, in a situation, a Jew is supposed to be in a frame of mind where his heart is awake to God and his terror mitzvahs. And this Haman says, yeshnei amecha. There is one nation. There's a nation which is unique among all nations of the world which is chosen by you. And it's now... He come to Achashverosh with this claim. They're in a state of Yashnoi. They're, t- they're here, but how are they here? They're in a sleep of Yashnu. The way they're here is a way of a sleep. And that's not the way the one nation is supposed to be. They're supposed to be in a way that, although they're scattered among nations, it should be recognized in them, should be recognizable in the Jewish people. They're in Amechad. That in every place that a Jew is found, he's unique among, he's different than all the people around him. Not only on Shabbos, Yontav, Hashanah, and Kippur, but the whole year. Every day and every night, it should be recognized while he's scattered in some place in the world among all nations that he is Amecha, that he's different. You see the way he eats. He doesn't eat the foods of non Jews. 
He makes a bracha before and after he eats. And when he walks around, he only goes to places where he's allowed to go. And, and also, but the places that, that are not sneezdik, you don't find him there. And you go into a place of a shul, a medish, you go inside, he goes, the Jew goes inside to learn the Ritera, to be part of the Ritera, to daven. But a non-Jew, all, these, all those things aren't pertinent to him. So too is this true in regards to business. By a non-Jew, it depends upon his characteristics. If he's an honest person, then his business is honest. But if he's born with a character which is not so honest, so then his business is not so not honest. And even someone who is born with an honest character, and he acts with, with honesty, when something it was, it, when he's able to make a lot of money, he tries to find a way around it. It doesn't. It's, this is not really a. I'm not really encroaching on someone else's a business. It's only a taste. It's only a, a vac. It's only. It's, it's only a little bit. It's, it's of, of of encroachment in someone else's business, and therefore he can act in a way which of armumi is of trickery. As long as he makes the money, even if he has to take away someone else's pranasa. And so too in regards to Lashon Hara and Avak Lashon Hara and all things associated with business. But by a Jew, Am Echad, who is involved in business, when he has a doubt, he looks first of all in the Shulchan Arach. And when he sees in Shulchan Arach that encroachment in someone else's business is forbidden, he doesn't do it. Now, he doesn't paskin what he's allowed to do, he doesn't allow to do. He doesn't consider what his character is. Rather, he has a Shulchan Arach, and Shulchan Arach is a part of how to say blessings in the morning. To know which bracha it's supposed to say when you wake up in the morning. And there's a part of a cheshem mishpat to know how to do business, to have laws of partnership, laws of neighbors, etc., etc. Therefore, Haman says, Tachash If we were talking about a regular nation, then, then, then there would be a different order. But we're talking about Amechot. We're talking about the one unique nation of all nations of the world. As we said before, the Pasuk Shem says, I only knew you, I only loved you, all nations of the world. And, and nevertheless, what's happening? This one nation is in a state of sleeping. Yashnu. And in, in, when your person's asleep, you cannot see their intelligence. You can't see many other things that in, when a person's asleep. This is what Haman said, Dachash This is also what the angel of Haman said in the heavenly court before, before the king of all kings, the king of the world. They are asleep from mitzvahs, and the proof of asleep from mitzvahs is that they, they enjoy the meal of, achash, of that Russia or the other reasons that were said for the cause of this Gzera. So since Hashem treats the Jewish people in a way that the response to them, the way they act. So when Haman sees the Jewish people are asleep in mitzvahs, so therefore what happens is Hashem is, so to speak, asleep. And this is, and since Esther did not challenge Haman's claim, and Mordechai didn't challenge it, it must be this is the way it was. And that's the meaning of the Gemara, when the Gemara says that it was a miracle that Hashem, so to speak, awoke, because there is a claim, why is it a miracle? Because there's a claim in the heavenly court that the way the Jewish people are in this world, they're asleep, that's the way Hashem should be. Should be never, and, and nevertheless, what happened was, a king, king's sleep was disturbed in a way, but it's beyond nature. And it says in the Medrash that what was the thing that, that, that took away, so to speak, the chase to Hashem's sleep, is the fact that Jewish children were learning Torah. Children before Bar Mitzvah. Despite the, fa- the fact that whatever, whatever was going on, the Jewish people, led by Mordechai, um, is, is front door opened? No. People coming in. Okay. I mean, it's not locked open. That's what we have. No. Okay. Unlocked. Okay. There's a million upstairs. Okay. So, 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 despite the fact, whatever was going on, Mordechai and the Jewish people were learning Torah together, and that caused that Hashem did not pay attention to any of the claims against the Jewish people, and... Uh, the king's sleep was disturbed. And this 
is what causes the things to be transformed. That the Jewish people should have light and joy, gladness and honor in the simple sense and also the spiritual sense. That means when the Abishter, the when the Abishter is the first one to show closeness to the Jewish people, despite the fact that the Jew was asleep in his Yiddishkeit. So what happens is that a Jew, just like when you look in someone's face, so you see your, just when you look in the water, you see your, you see your reflection. So too, when you show love to someone, they feel love to you back. So when the Abishah shows close to Jewish people, this causes a Jew to awake, awaken. And by him, there becomes set time study Torah, that despite the fact that a day ago or two days ago it wasn't that way, but he sees the Abishter reaching out to him, that causes him to act differently. And automatically he sees the Jewish people have light in the simple sense in old in Yom Gashmi Kapshuta. And until we have the main thing, as it says in the Megillah of Zichim Yosem Zaram, that instead of him being afraid that he is living his life in his world, and as the children are living in a different world, and there's a distance between the parents and the children, the miracle accomplishes that they both connect to the Torah, to the children learn Torah, and through this, the brach of Hashem is brought down, that, uh, that uh, the parents is what learn Torah as well, and this brings us to the fulfillment of the Pasuk, of the prophecy, the children will bring their parents to do tshuva, and become one nation, one united nation, parents and children together, and since we're all together, we add the bracha of Hashem, barcheno avinu, and all things of light and joy, gladness and honor, and from one geula, which comes to the next geula, that from this geula, that was in a way that was, wasn't full, wasn't a full geula, we're still sons of Achash we should dance, we should skip with dancing and to the to enjoy to the gula from all Golosan through Amen.